1: It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing, your digital home track and the home of NASCAR Roots. We are so glad that you have joined us. Steve Post with Motor Racing Network, Pit Road Reporter, joined by 25-time winning crew chief and championship winning crew chief, Todd Gordon. Hello, Todd. How are you? I'm great. What a weekend. What a weekend. What a weekend. We are going to talk to Andy Petrie, and I just look forward to talking to Andy Petrie, whether it's over a stack of Goodyear tires in the garage or here on Crew Call, so we have that conversation. Conversation coming up. But Talladega Super Speedway, Alan Gustafson, Chase Elliott moving on, the first driver we've had moving on to the next round. Um, your take on Talladega super speedway
2: Well, we knew in the second round there was a definite wild car race. Yes. We just didn't realize it was Texas.
1: Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I uh
2: I, I definitely uh, you know, kudos to everybody, to all the drivers, all the teams. I thought it was a heck of a show, and, and we didn't we didn't stack up the big one right yep. we had one one wreck early that, that kind of jumbled up some cars it took out a couple uh when the 21 got kind of pushed by the 47 there uh, and and but really the rest of the race i i didn't think it was lackluster i think they were still driving yeah. their guts out but you saw guys make saves you saw guys give give and take a little bit on those and not create the big one but what a great race i thought i thought the interesting part of the weekend I talked to Blaney about this Monday night, but I, I saw in the race as well. The second lane became the preferred lane. We've hmm. always seen De- Talladega be—you're either stuck on the yellow line at the bottom, or you're stuck on the wall at the top. Right. Um, Blaney talked a little bit about these cars are drag gear, so he doesn't think the wall, the extra distance around the wall, has kind of come out of play. It was curious to see that the second lane became the preferred
1: lane. That that was that was an interesting kind of makeup this weekend. I think one of the situations I think that. What, what i was really um listening i listened to a lot of radio i listened to ryan's radio quite a bit as a matter of fact and the message seemed to be you can beat the snot out of my back bumpers down the straightaways mm-hmm. please don't touch me in the corners yes and at one time and i think it was ross kind of got into ryan in a turn and ryan's like remind the one we can't be doing this and, and, and there was never an issue. It was just, and I and, think and you get runs and, and that sort of thing, but it seemed like there was pretty good uh, beating the snot out of each other down the backstretch at times, uh-huh. but it seemed like in the tri oval and in the turns, there was a lot of respect between the cars.
2: Yeah. And they, the drivers started to figure out how far they could back up in the corners behind somebody to yes. have a run at them so that once they got straight and gathered, they could engage. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, there's a lot of things I think, the drivers are sorting out where these cars can take pushes mm-hmm. i think the drivers are starting to, to, to understand how they have to drive the cars and how they need to react to catch the cars yep. because the steering is so much different than what they had in the past and i think the teams are getting smarter about how they make their cars you know the, how they balance that that speed versus handling especially mm-hmm. down the straightaways i i i was when we first went to dropped heights that was pretty big on i mean I joey looked like a drunk race car driver in practice because We'd swerve down the back stretch every time because I wanted to make sure that the car had had stability there. Yeah. The cars back when we had the softer springs and the backs up in the air and the splitter's not dragging the ground, they drive down straightaway great. So we didn't have to do anything to, to work on it. Right. But when we went to dropped heights, this the, the splitter comes up, the back goes mm-hmm. down, they're 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 a handful down the straightaways. And I think these teams are all adjusting to making their cars drive down straightaway so they can take pushes better.
1: Seems like it, that's for sure. And it was it's this wonderful racing. Coming down to the stretch, uh, Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney. It, it, it th- This sport just always amazes me that we have all these changes and everything, and yet really when we get down to it, kind of the same cast of characters. When you look at plate racing, speedway, or plate racing, God, there's there's a throwback. Yeah, yeah. Speedway racing. Tapered space tapered racing. Tapered space right? racing, yes, exactly. Speedway racing. When you look at what we've seen over the last couple of years, Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, Michael McDowell, Eric Jones, of all guys that have been at the front and here we're at the front again. You forgot the best of them. The best of them. Denny Hamlin. Well, Denny Hamlin. I
2: just yeah. I, I don't. Hamlin's. I don't mean that wrong, but I. I, yeah. I will say this: if you look at the field, right, there's a buku number of Chevrolets, and you're, you're manufacturer driven here. There's a fairly comfortable number of Fords, and there's not enough Toyotas. Just yeah. Speedway race, just six cars doesn't do it. And, and, and when, in that situation, the twenty-three of Ty Gibbs got caught up in that first wreck, so was out down, of the race. So you're down to five down cars to right five. there, and then the the eighteen and twenty came to pit road together. The twenty spun out right so that put him a lap down so now mm-hmm. you're down to four and the 18 doesn't have a drafting partner to get up to speed so now you're down to i mean it's just denny i i there's a skill set to speedway racing yeah everybody talks about potluck and I'll, it's not it's not it's the, the the point that the same guys are at the front absolutely is because there's a talent there is a skill set and an understanding mm-hmm. there it's it's ryan blaney's up there all denny, the time i mean ryan blaney and denny hamlin race side by side a lot of times for speedway races and, oh, by the way, when it comes to the payout time, Chase Elliott goes ahead and gets yeah, up the yeah. <laughs> too. There's it's that. just so so there is a skill set here. And, and, you know, uh, if you look at the end of the race, I thought Ryan did a superb job of, of really. He was he lost two of uh, you know, the, the, the 2 the uh, sorry, the six car. Yeah, yeah there, now six, back. Let's uh, throwback Brad and, and, and Harvard got speeding penalties and buried himself back out. And he lost. He had Michael McDowell, who did a fabulous job working with him. Denny Hamlin's up there fighting for it by himself yeah. with nobody, just trying to get help right. from put himself in position where somebody has to help him. And, uh, and chase got a, I mean, did a really good job from the third row back. The, the, the row got a big enough push out there. He had a slot to slide up to that preferred groove, the second groove and, uh, and, and took advantage of it. And, and Eric Jones was a true Chevrolet guy. Yep, And, and understood that if he took the, if he takes a run with one to go, he's going to end up 15th anyway. Right. Absolutely. Cause nobody, I mean, Yeah. I've been in the manufacturers meetings. When you get to the playoffs, your focus as a manufacturer is if you got the opportunity to help one of my playoff cars get on to the next round, you better do it. Yeah. And and that's and and really, in the end, where did where did the 43 end up? Top five? Top five, which is a great another. If he if he makes the move at one to go, he ends up up
1: 15th because everybody else is going to go ahead and help the nine car. It's a yes, it's a better day for him. And mm-hmm. it's a better day for the manufacturer as well. Yeah, it's, it it's, it's a both, win-win. It's it's a win-win. It's a win-win because when you're sitting where he is, it's tough to win at that point. Now you 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 come off from turn number four, and it all scatters out. All bets are off at that point. Right. But the bottom line is, is before then, you know, you get to that point.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's what a great race. What, I, I mean, it. just just a great race, and so many so there's so much mental engagement from the race car drivers. Yeah. In in how you make this whole thing work out, and I mean, you looked at it. I looked at it and Blaney stuck to the bottom with with uh, with Michael McDowell and Chase got by him on the outside and and Blaney was to the outside of the of Chase coming to the line. Coming to the line. So it's it's just these guys all got it figured out. It was it was a heck of a race. I thought a great day. And one where we've still got, you know, the roval's gonna be interesting. Yeah, it is. It's definitely gonna be interesting. We've got we've got guys that feel like they're almost comfortable, but not. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of those. There's a lot of those guys in the 18 19 20 21 range (laughs) and and then we've got a a cluster back there we'll see where the appeal uh tomorrow comes out with uh with william byron's deal that might change some of the stuff but i I don't think it changes a lot of it i think it just it may shuffle uh we've got a race of of briscoe and and Two rookies that are both great great speed road course racers that are tied for the cutoff position. I know. That in itself, I think, will be a great race to watch. Yeah, it's
1: going to be fun. It really truly is. is. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did
2: you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve Bell number 20 into your lawn? Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in laws? If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto
3: Racing, Inc.
1: At one point during the race, um, Noah Gregson did a really, really nice job filling for Alex Bowman, And we have yeah. all watched Noah. Um, he is a likable kid that at times has stepped over the line mm-hmm. and got reeled back in. I think, I think Dale Jr. has done a wonderful job leading him, allowing him to be himself. And yet when he needs to pull the reins in, I think he has... I think uh, Noah Gregson in the fill-in role from Alex Bowman, he ran up front, and you didn't notice him. He seems to be finding his footing as a guy that uh, that is just gaining respect across the board, and he did a really nice job.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely yeah. did. And I think I think Chevrolet's got to be happy with that and the move forward in next year into, you, you into th- their camp. You, you know, think, you, yeah. you talk about these things, and like the 43 being selfless, right? Yeah. Not really selfless, a good decision, but... You, as if you're not a playoff car, you, I mean, all of us believe we're winners, right? Right. So you've got to, you've got to kind of
1: play this because when you're in the other role, you want people to help you as well. So it's, it's a team effort in that respect. I, I mentioned this during our Q conversation there. If you're Richard Petty, Maury Gallagher, and you're sitting there looking at Eric Jones and Noah Gregson next year, and the performance those cars have had mm-hmm. all year long and they then especially on the stretch you got to be pretty optimistic going yeah. forward
2: yeah I, I i think they're building a great program over there yeah. uh, another one you know we we talked about the track house evolution this year and yeah. where they become mm-hmm. and i mean the, right now both their cars are in transfer positions yeah exactly Here I, I mean we go it's again, yeah. this so uh but another one i mean that that petty gms piece is 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 definitely stepping forward and i know it's 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 kind of a little bit of both and it's kind of like the track house piece where you had you, you bought the, the chip right, ganassi sure. piece but it's kind of your own thing and the and the gms and petty it was you know it's, mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of of the gms side of this i think that's that's pushing it as well and in the management group that you know there, there's great people over there right. and, and they're pushing forward and and they're doing great things it, it you gotta you gotta look really excited about next year
1: all of those teams or both of those teams track house and petty gms aligned with richard childress racing and so which kind of brings us to our guest here and and i'm curious as to how that all kind of works and how the the mm-hmm. the integration of uh, of the engine department because Hendrick and uh, er are, are ecr mm-hmm. working yeah. together now and so uh who better to talk about all of that than andy petrie and so Trackhouse, Petty GMS, Engines, Talladega, Roval, Andy Petra our man, and we're going to talk to him next. would like to remind you to subscribe to Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. Catch the NASCAR Wheel and Modifieds, Arkham Menard Series, Pinty's NASCAR Weekly Racing Era Series. Subscribe for over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. The headliners this weekend, a couple of dandies, no doubt. Saturday evening, the Arkham and Series at Toledo as they are winding down their season. And Sunday, the NASCAR Wheel and Modifieds at Thompson, one of the historic great modified racetracks. Weekly racing is starting to slow down, but our friends up in Langley, Virginia, are still going strong. And we're going to see if Butterbean, Brandon Queen, his nickname is Butterbean, we're going to see how Butterbean and everyone else do up there. I think Butterbean is close to securing another track championship. That's crazy. He's a great young man. a yeah. Great kid. Really, really cool. He, uh, he's one of those, he's one of those that. Drank a beer with Dale Jr. after North Wilkesboro, so uh, he, he's had a, he's had a, he's had a great year. He's looking to win a championship at Langley, and he drank a beer with Dale Jr. So uh, his year's complete. His year's complete. I, I, if that's, he wins the championship, if he wins the championship, that's right. So Langley has weekly racing, and that's the fun of all of these NASCAR weekly racing tracks. All these great stories, and you can watch it all on Flow Racing. More information, go to www.flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. Andy Petrie, he comes up next.
0: Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. dot E-D-U slash podcast
1: welcome back it is crew call presented by flow racing the home of nascar roots and uh, over 1300 events live and on demand flowracing.com forward slash go mrn we talked about it before the break and there he is joining us via zoom call from up at richard childress racing the vice president of competition andy petrie's in the house hello andy how are you good guys how you doing we are doing well. Andy, when we look at RCR 2022 on the Cup side, four wins. Tyler Reddick, Road America, Indian Texas, Austin, Dillon, Daytona. Uh, I would dare say a, a, a very solid season that you guys have put together up there from Welcome.
3: It, yeah, it has been really solid. Uh, you know, the wins are, are great. And, um, you know, we've had competitive cars all year long. Pit crews have been amazing, too. And uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of good things going on. Uh, yeah, we have you know some disappointments. I guess I'm not making making it through the uh, round of for uh, the round of twelve was a disappointment, and, and really a disappointment disappoint, when we went to Texas and with Tyler and won <laughs> because that would have put us in the round of eight. But yeah, mostly good. Everything's uh, on an upbeat here.
2: Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. I, I understood the disappointment, but. Really was great to see the group, uh, you know that eight group come back at, at Texas and put it all together. And really, there's so many things that have happened with that eight car that they could have not. And just what what great kind of you know chemistry that, that you're coaching through that whole program to to turn that one back around. Because Tyler I means several races on the ovals. I think back to even back to California start the year, just crazy good speed, um and just not had a perfect day to come through and they. They finally put it all together at Texas. Um, really good for that group. Building forward as well, I gotta believe.
3: Yeah, God, When you talk about California, it started out well for us. I uh, had great speed there. We won the first two stages and looked like we had the car to beat. Mm-hmm. And then um, we beat ourselves. <laughs> we we uh, we actually got a flat left rear. We we got too a little too aggressive with that air pressure. Um, and I guess back at that point of the season, we didn't really know uh, how how that was going to affect the, you know, the durability of the tires as much. But we learned a hard lesson there. Uh, and so, we you know, we've had those kind of races where we've had speed uh, and then had our problems. But then Texas comes along, everybody's having problems, and we somehow come out on the good side of it. So I guess things work out. Uh, and we had taken our lumps earlier in the year to learn how to do that.
2: Lessons learned, right? Lessons yeah. learned from from previous situations. Um, you know, you look at the – the you know, you talked about the four wins you've had. The uh, First two wins for the eight car were road course uh, events. You have to be encouraged heading into Roval this weekend with uh, with uh, those performances.
3: Yeah, not too surprised that that Tyler was going to get his first win on the road course. He, he's he's made amazing progress since he's he's been here at RCR and and put a, a unbelievable in uh, you know intensity and in, and in trying to go after that you know road course performance. He, he goes in off season and does things, works in, with his engineer uh, Andrew Dickinson. Uh, who is, you know, they've been so, super focused on getting better at that and, and just to see the progress and, and where he came and, and where he was. And then we win, like I said, two times on the, on the road course so far. The Roval, he was second last year. So, yeah, we're pretty excited about going to Charlotte and, uh, and see if we can't add to that win total for Kyle.
2: And, and you look at that, that Roval coming up, um, you know, what do you see for challenges in the Roval that we haven't seen out of the road courses we've run so far this year?
3: Yeah, the biggest one, and you've been there too, so you kind of know this. Is is you want you're trying to go after the uh, the performance in the in the slow sections in the middle of the racetrack, but then you come up on that banking in what's called you know the three and four of the of the oval. Uh, there's a lot of speed and load there, and I you know I kind of worry about that uh, because it's going to be attempting again to try to get the tire pressure lower to be faster in the slow stuff, but you got to have enough uh, support up in the you know the banking. You know, and you're going to be trying to, you know, run the car as low as you can in the slow sections. So then you're going to be bottoming out. And, you know, it's going to be pretty sketchy for those guys because that's the fastest part of the racetrack, too. So that braking zone coming into that front chicane is going to be a thrilling to watch. Uh, I think Tyler was, was one of the ones that was making things happen there last year. So uh, it's, going to be a, it's going to be a great race for, for the fans, I think. And um, what a good cutoff race for the playoffs
1: no doubt lots of lots of stuff lots of excitement potential for the excitement as well we are chatting with andy Petrie. andy when i look at the uh the 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 crew chief duo you have there randall burnett who i I has just done a masterful job in my opinion when when change is announced and tyler's no longer going to be his driver and then they fail to qualify this thing can go two ways and i think randall has taken it in the direction of the win at texas and going to the Rova with a full head of steam and then justin alexander who you're looking to replace uh just, just talk about the dynamic between those two and then how you move forward uh, as a as a company uh, we're working on a replacement there as well.
3: Yeah, I've got I've got so much confidence in both of these crew chiefs. You know, Randall has done an amazing job with that eight, you know, eight team and, and building it to what it is today. And you know, Tyler's a big part of that, obviously. But uh, but Randall has been the glue to, to really make that thing work. And and Justin Alexander, a, a really a great crew chief, too, got a, a ton of confidence in. Those guys, you know, we're working really good together. Uh, it's going to be difficult for us, and we're working on it right now, to replace Justin on that three car. So we're being, um, you know, very methodical about doing it, going through the process, and getting the right person uh, that uh, has the right chemistry with Austin and also brings, you know, something to the table for the, for the company and, the, and somebody that can work really good with the A-team next year.
2: You talk about that, and then I, I guess as you, you, you talk about the piece, you got a new driver coming to the A-team. Uh tell me tell me what you look forward to most about uh about Kyle Bush uh, being an RCR uh, driver for you.
3: Well, that's pretty obvious, Todd. When you when you're able to land a driver like Kyle Bush, um, you know, the energy in, in here is really high. Um now our you know our focus is gonna be, which is always is go out and win the championship, but we got a realistic chance now to take a two-time champion that's won 60 times in this series, uh, to go ahead and try to, you know. Get that trophy back over here and welcome for Richard Childress. I think we got a great opportunity to pull that off.
2: So, so just give a give our our viewers a little bit of insight back into this. How long does a process of getting someone like Kyle from start, you know, on board from start to finish? How long does that process take for you?
3: It seemed like it was six months because <laughs> it just kept drawing out, you know, and, and we were you know, as a as a company here not being involved, the guys that are, you know, involved in this are above my pay grade, right? So mm-hmm. but we we're all all hoping, you know, and hey, can we pull this off? And I gotta hand it to Richard. He 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 really went out there and, and took a big gamble and uh and and pulled the trigger on this thing. And and I think it just shows his commitment to you know trying to get that championship again for RCR. And I, I gotta hand it to him and he got it done.
1: It it is fascinating, and I just think that I think that I'm like wow, RCR won this one yeah. uh, with getting Kyle in one of those cars, and the cars are so good, which we've established with the yep. wins that you've had this year. Uh, it's a it's a really really neat prospect when you look at it, Andy. I was fascinated um, earlier this year. College Racing, uh, one of your alliance teams, uh, had me up on campus, and I've been on campus multiple times, but it just struck me the campus life up there in welcome college racing there. I think as a matter of fact, as we're speaking, they're having a fan day. So the people are all over the place and everything like that. What, what, and, and, and big machine record is there as well with their Xfinity team. What is, what is that like? And and, and how does that all work? Yeah, it's pretty neat. I, I I flew in this morning in a helicopter and
3: uh, I can see a whole lot of activity going on over at college. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. They were having a five K run to kick off uh, their whole fan day today. And um, so I, I wish i'd brought my running shoes i would have probably run in it with them but uh yeah it's it's really neat you know we do we got a lot of great partners college racing is obviously one of the long-time partners here at rcr uh we're real proud of that relationship and big machines did you know have success they won our next energy race this year um so yeah it's, it's pretty neat just having all these guys on campus
2: yeah really really cool and there's some people that i, I i've worked with in the past involved in all of those programs um, as we talked through the, you know, as the Kyle Bush rumors went around, really the, the, the last two it was down to was you and colleague, was that awkward for, for you guys? Because you're kind of supporting, you're kind of almost married in ways with the technical
3: <laughs> alliance, but after the same guy. Yeah. I, you know, like, like I said, I wasn't involved in the direct, uh, negotiations and, and whatnot, but yeah, I think it was a little awkward, um, uh, you know, because Richard really wanted Kyle and I'm sure that colleague did too. And, and yeah. So it was a uh, you know it was a little bit probably a little internal battle there with with those two uh, that were going after him but um, it's all in good you know good fun we we go out there and race those guys hard every Sunday uh, but we're good good partners you know off the track and and uh, and we do a lot of things together
2: yeah really cool and and I just side note to that I I, I am really excited to see what happens with Kyle Busch over there yeah I think so. I I think and honestly that the whole hold my watch thing. You know, that's because they're very similar in a lot of ways to me. They're very passionate about winning and racing. Uh, I can't wait to see what Richard and Kyle, that, that chemistry coming together. I I I think you're in a really special place right now.
3: Yeah. I, you know, I think it's a really good pairing. If you look at it, I think, I think Kyle Busch uh, at RCR is just, you know, it's really good chemistry. I think he, he fits, he fits our image, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, Richard Childress's image of being a, just a hard-nosed racer and. And, uh, you know, Richard's had some some pretty spicy guys in that. In his cars, you know, in the past. You look at Earnhardt and then uh, Kevin Harvick, and now we've got Kyle Busch. Uh, I think he's found a good place to be. For Kyle, I think he's in a, in a good place. He's
1: found a new home. I think so as well. I'm really excited about that as well. Uh, Andy, one of the things that you guys globally Chevrolet have been working on is a little bit more integration. I know ECR between you guys and the Hendrick bunch. And then, and, and I think even more, uh, you know, Toyota kind of came in with the one model and uh, Ford kind of came in and, and years ago, Roush and Fenway, or Roush and uh, Yates got together on the engines. Where are we at with integration within the, within the bow tie group?
3: Yeah, the, the the Chevy group is, is the biggest group in the garage, right? There's a lot of cars involved, um, and there were a lot of parallel programs, you know, development paths that these teams are on. I think, you know, Chevrolet spends a lot of money uh, in the sport. They to be as efficient with that as possible. I think it was smart to try to bring those a lot of those teams working together, closer together, uh, so you don't duplicate some of the stuff. Uh, and it's really worked well for us. You know, being me, me you know a Chevy team, a key partner uh, with Chevy, it has uh, it's been a really good thing. I I'm a big proponent of this and kind of pushed for it really since I've been back to try to get our teams working closer together. and uh, And today they do work closer together, and and I think the proofs in the results. We we Chevys have been super strong, and um, I think have got probably the best shot at winning the championship this year.
2: I felt like I I felt like the the first integration of this was the two motor departments coming together. I I felt like, and that uh, I I I personally felt like that happened, and that leaped the Chase Elliott to his first championship. I I felt like I felt like you guys had a lot of input, or or you know they they reaped the rewards of that integration because it seemed like their their power plants made a step forward for the playoffs there in uh in two thousand. 20, yeah, was.
3: You, you remember these things, Todd, because you were in the garage, uh, that how they bring cars back and they take the engines, run them on dyno's, and and uh, they do that a handful of times a year. And I think it was you know a couple of years ago when that happened, and all of a sudden you look at and I'm really proud to say this, ECR is, is probably one of the best engine groups in that garage. And they it was obviously that they had more power uh, than the other, the other Chevys and the other Mates, and so it put a lot of people to work. And I think that was kind of the, you know, the spark that put the Chevy guys together on development, uh, the development side of the engines, and I, and I do think it helped uh, for sure. I mean, it's tangible. It helped hinder it a lot uh, to have that brought together and uh, instantly made them better
1: yeah yeah it's been fascinating it really has to see that come together and see everyone working together i've said all along if uh if if uh, years ago if uh, jack roush and robert yates can sit down and get along and figure it out anybody can get along and figure it out and uh (laughs) uh, it looks like it's uh it's it's going really really well that is for sure andy also involved up there and we don't talk a lot here on crew caller as much about the xfinity series but you have an xfinity series program can you kind of describe not only development we always think of development of drivers from the Xfinity series, but can you talk the role that your Xfinity program and even Big Machine's Xfinity program being on campus kind of plays into the big picture?
3: Yeah, it, it, it is. We got, you know, that that's kind of a, like you said, a place that we can develop talent from crew chiefs, engineers, uh, obviously drivers. We brought Tyler right through that uh, up to the Cup Series in uh, Randall. Randall was in the Cup Series, came back, was in the Xfinity, um, and then they won the championship together, so we brought them back up. And uh, and now we've got Andy Street, and, and we've got Jeff Stankiewicz, crew chief on the two-car, Andy Street on the 21. And, um, you know, they're developing their skills and doing really well. I mean, you see the you know a couple of wins now for the 21 and still in in the hunt for the championship. Um, we're a little disappointed that we didn't get the two-car into the playoffs. Um, it came so close, if you remember the Darlington race.
0: Yeah. A half a
3: lap of getting him in the playoffs there. But uh, him and Kyle Larson – uh arguing over a little bit of space kind of cost us i think a chance to do that but yeah it's a great great place to build talent uh, mechanics you know from uh, road guys to shop guys that is a good program for us
2: even pit crew guys i gotta believe that, that the athletic programs and all that supporting everybody helps you in that respect i gotta believe too
3: yeah our pit department i'm real proud of until you bring it up ray wright is our pit coach and you know we do you know, our cup crews, which is a little different. I think some of the teams don't do this, but we still have our cup crews that do the, the X-entity cars on Saturday. Um, five lugs, and then they switch over and do the single lug. And um, those guys are really good. I, I have to really give them props because uh, they're able to pull both of those programs off. We seem like we gain spots with the X-entity cars every week. And um, I think the three team is, is probably in the top three on average uh, on pit road and cup this year. So I'm real proud of that group.
1: Andy, your history in the sport, your background in the sport, we're talking about pit crews and campuses and satellite teams. When you think back to Leo Jackson racing and Harry Gant and Phil Parsons and guys like that, did you ever imagine, did you ever imagine where we're at now with the scope and the size of everything?
3: Well, yeah, I think so. I mean, that's one thing I love about the sport. I mean, I've been in it, like I said, a long time. And the reason I love it is because it's never sitting still. It's always moving forward. And that's, you know, that's what I love about it. You can see the growth. I was so lucky to be involved in the the explosion of the growth in the 90s and, you know, early 2000s. And, you know, the car's gotten better and better. And We've had events that, you know, throughout that have changed, you know, the course of history. Uh, It's on the safety side, you know, the way the cars, you know, are built and, you know, this is this, the car we got today is way different than anything we've ever had, but uh, that's that's what gets me up in the morning, man. It's something new to go try to figure out.
2: How, how do you adapt to this? Especially, I mean, you talk about the change that you've seen in the evolution of the sport, but this is probably, this year's probably been the biggest change we've seen in racing as far as a race car goes, because you've gone from building everything to to basically specking a lot of things. And I, I got to think like, there's been two or three races here lately, and I guess I'll ask about this. Um, you know, there's been guys they've reported fourth gear failures in 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 during the race. We've had a couple races here. How do you handle that internally? Because as I understand, I don't think you're allowed to break that 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 gear case, that transaxle apart and look at parts at all, right? So it's it just goes back to 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 extract. How do you handle that from your side?
3: Yeah, that is tough. I mean. It's you know you you've been in it a long time too, Todd. So you always had control of the things that were giving you problems. You just go to work on it. You fix it. Like mm-hmm. people, you do. And it's super frustrating uh, to have problems with the steering rack. We had a lot of those issues to start season. We still have some problems there. We're sorting through. Um, it's different. We have to now all do it together. We, we've got meetings and times that we've gone like last week about the steering rack issues to try to continue to improve that. The transaxle has been fairly durable. I mean, it hasn't been terrible, but we have heard those a a couple of fourth gear failures. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if that's a, you know, driver thing, or they making them, you know, are they being too hard on it? Uh, We messed up a transaxle in one of the races this year, and I think we we need to take a look at the one from past this past week uh, when when it's you know gets slammed in reverse. Tyler slid over the line. Put it in reverse. I can't remember which track it was, and it was like twenty-two thousand dollars to fix that gearbox. Oh. Just from that, from that alone. So, those are the kinds of things you know that it's probably not as as tough as it needs to be in reverse. But, uh, but those are what I would call self-induced problems. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think the car's been pretty good on, on most of the components. The steering is an outlier. Uh, brakes have been a little bit of an issue too, with you know with the vibrations in the pedal travels and so we we've had to work through some things as a group uh but it is frustrating todd like you said not to be able to work on your own car
2: yeah i i just look back like and i hear about that i i know that our trans transmissions even if gear sets had mileage that could go two or three races they'd come apart and at least get crack checked and zygloed and you know there'd be somebody going through it but as a sealed unit it's got to go back to track, i believe and, and some of these parts too I, I think the rack and pinions you still have the ability to service right um, yeah. but, but there's different pieces in different yeah, ways. It's it, a yeah. different environment. As you talk about the evolution of the sport, it's just a different way of thinking about things and challenges are, are, are different than what you saw last year.
3: Yeah. We race different today. Uh, it's way different and, um, it is an adjustment frustrating at times, but it's also produced. I mean, if you look at what competition we've had this year, it's amazing. You got 20 winners. I mean, that is absolutely crazy. So, yeah. uh, you know, that part's good and it's frustrating on the other side, but we, you know, the on the transaxle, you do you can, you can send it back as much as you want and have it service, but it's super expensive. And so that's what we're trying to find a balance on this, is how how do we do it? how many miles can we go on it? When how often do we need to have those intervals?
1: been a lot of talk here um about uh there's some testing going on as far as crash testing and everything like that and we're we, we, mr and we've never been one that gets in the middle of the muck in the mire but andy as you look at this thing going forward and you guys rcr was involved with the first car the first of this next gen mm-hmm. car and you guys have been so involved um where 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 do you see some some possible adjustments where do you see some things as we look toward 2023 with this race car to 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 tighten up some of these things that that are that are that are in their heads here
3: oh yeah i mean it's definitely on on the uh on the agenda of all these things and they've been in all you know been in the pot you know working on it for a while i have seen some of the crash simulations on proposed changes to the rear of the car for some of these rear impacts um the problem is you, you can't have a knee-jerk reaction because it'd be real easy to make it worse right so you got to make sure if you make changes that you're making it better I have seen those. I think they are tested in them real time now on sled rigs and, and um, to verify these things, but it looks way better. It looks like we're going to be able to make a pretty significant, you know, improvement in those rear impacts. It's just going to take a little bit to get it online and get it on all the cars. Probably going to be an off-season uh, project going into next year.
2: Definitely cool that, that, that this car is modular enough that you can, it's not the whole chassis, right? It's, it's you can. It's a bolt-on section. There's there's like five bolt-on sections with two bumpers, two clips, and a right. center section. Um, kudos, and I, I'll say this: I would say overall, and kudos to you guys because you 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 helped implement the whole thing. I and mean, this car has been a success. Oh my it's gosh. it's it's a. I would give the car an A. I just want to make it an A plus, right? Um, but for the first year out to be what it is, I, I, kudos to you guys for all the help you gave NASCAR in getting to this point and and, and getting a car that, as you talked about, twenty race wins this year and the playoffs have been just havoc because anybody can win and, and just hitting the right setup on the right day. It's no been, doubt. it's been great. No doubt. Been good stuff. That's for sure.
1: You said you flew into work this morning, Andy? No. Oh, yeah. I fly, to, I fly a
3: helicopter to work every day. Todd knows he's a pilot too. <laughs> he's He's got an airplane, I've got an airplane just uh, very similar to his. Uh, but so we're, we're both aviation uh, buffs.
2: Yes, definitely. Definitely. Got any more races that you're going to fly to this year?
3: Uh, maybe down to Homestead. I don't know. We'll see. I, I usually fly to Florida. Um, I flew it to Florida. I think the last time we were at Home. I think that was the last time I flew it.
2: <laughs> Homestead's my next MRN race, uh, that I'll be down in the booth and uh, I would say I'll I'll be single pilot down there. Single pilot, neat <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah,
1: I'll holler at you on the radio. Want to find that? That
2: sounds good. <laughs> there that we go. Good.
1: That sounds good, Andy. We always appreciate the time and your insight into the sport, whether it's historical or where we're at now. Uh, we wish you continued success as you go to the Roval and throughout the season. But thanks for joining us here on Crew Call. Yeah, glad to be on with you guys. Thanks for having. Me. There we go, Andy Petrie joining us, the vice president of competition at Richard Childress Racing. Stay with us more in just a moment. welcome back it is crew call presented by flow racing the home of nascar roots when you think about a guy like andy petrie been there done it seen it all written a book could have written a book or could have written a book i mean it's fascinating and i and i love uh veteran guys like that that stay relevant and keep their hands on and like he talks about that's what it keeps them going but a really really neat guy with that perspective
2: yeah he definitely is and and, and you talk about it he's been through the evolution of the sport from i mean I gotta go back to the 80s at some point. Uh, I gotta believe. Um and, and just seen it all. Yep. And to have the vision as he talked about, you asked him the question. I thought he'd say, Yeah, of course. I and there's no way I saw this. Yeah, I've saw it coming. So yeah, that's because he's always looking for what's next. And mm-hmm. I think uh, you know, his interjection back into the RCR fold after his after his right. uh TV side, um, I, I think it, it's shown. It's shown they've they've recovered to the point where they're uh, they're a contender, week in, week out, and they're going to be special next year with Kyle. They though. are going to be special. I, I, I think I really so. Think I so just too. really look forward to that. I do too. I, I think there's a whole, he fits, Kyle
1: fits the kind of culture over there. And, no, and it's no. going to be fun to watch. I think so too. 1987, a 28-year-old young man by the name of Andy Petrie became crew chief for Leo Jackson Racing. Started with Phil Parsons and the Harry Gant driving that car. 1987. Yeah. went to RCR in 2018 and has really been, and I think that's the timeline you look at it. We're four years into this and it's really, really had an impact. It takes plus COVID in the middle of it too. Yeah. Well, that you, and
2: you, I'll, I'll put the analogy to college football. I love that, right? You've got to give a coach an opportunity to go put his influence on the race team. Yeah, And, and Andy's been back there and, and just, you know, it's yeah. just, just kind of creating the culture. Right. And it's, you've seen it year after year, they've gotten better and better. And, their investment into helping this next-gen car along in the
1: development side of things with NASCAR is paying forward. It really truly is. Andy, I got a kick out of it last year. We had him on crew call. We were doing it as a a, a solo, I was doing a solo podcast of it, and Andy was talking about the history of the sport, and when they announced uh, we were going to Darlington with no practice, he firmly 100% believed that there is no way on the planet this is not going to work because old school andy we want to practice on friday morning we want oh, yeah. to qualify friday afternoon we want to practice saturday morning he wanted happy hour after the xfinity race and everything and he says when we go to darlington we have a perfectly good race and i think that's the beauty of it is uh, walking into darlington old school andy's like this will never work walking out of darlington is like wow and this is cheaper for this and cheaper for that and cheaper for that i think his adaptability it speaks volumes for even some of those things that he thought were impossible now it's like reality
2: right it's uh you just and that's that's what you've got in the racing environment right you have problem solvers yes this this if anything if any trait people that are in nascar (laughs) they're problem solvers they figure it out And, and because if you don't you look pretty bad yeah so he's looking um, pretty good he's looking really good because he's a problem solver and and that's what's happened through this whole thing we're now this year we got a brand new car and we get 20 minutes of practice and oh by the way you don't go back to the garage and change springs and stuff you you get a chance to you you're stuck with the springs you got you You can tune on the shocks a little bit with the adjustments they've got you can work on your heights a little bit but these guys you know simulation and and Mm -hmm. some of the some of the manufacturer support has become bigger and bigger in those respects you know going to the simulator Uh, having the driver in the loop and and working through that simulation, all those tools are the things that these teams have pushed forward to get to the point where they are. And I think we've got a great environment we're in, as he talked about, 20 winners this year. You've seen guys come and go. You don't see the same guys dominating every week. Um, The lack of practice is making the racing better.
1: Yeah, really is, really, truly is, and uh, fun stuff. So love uh, that we had the chance to talk to Andy Petrie, the Roval. Oh, my God.
2: I think, there's, I, think this is, I, I think this is the inverted session. You know, we talked about Talladega being the wild card for this yeah. This round of right. 12. I, I think Talladega was calm. We had chaos at Texas. I look for chaos, chaos. this weekend.
1: Yeah, I just think the road course racing and the Roval in particular, you can be coming into the final chicane in great shape. Yeah. at the end of a stage martin trucks jr exactly jimmy johnson exactly ryan blaney won a race ryan blaney won the race exactly you can come in to that chicane in really really good shape and leave that chicane out of the next round yeah yeah i think that's the fascinating yes. part about Robert. jimmy did yes absolutely. jimmy did yeah i i, I
2: actually was surprised because i think more situational awareness he doesn't but right um that that's here yeah to there, absolutely but. I I think you know Andy brought it up in there, and that's that's one of my concerns. I think tire durability is going to be a challenge here. There's there's a couple of 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 issues there that, not issues. There's a couple of situations that are challenging. Um, I know in my years of crew chiefing here, you were as soft as you could be, and you'd sit down on like we'd rubber up, we'd put rubbers in the right rear spring, so it'd sit down on the rubbers and stop on the stop, yeah. Because you want to be as low as you can through the through what I'll call traditional oval one and two and three and four, right? Just to make speed because you want to be low when you're down there well the only way they have to stop these cars now is to sit down on the shock stops right so they're going to be sitting on the shock yes. stops to go through the ovals and oh by the way this is one of the roughest racetracks we go to through the through the oval turns it's worse than vegas so now we're sitting on shock stops pounding the tires at low air pressure because that's how you make grip in the infield that's how you make grip in the infield i a lot of concern i think there's a, a room I would, for concern not a lot i would of concern. not be I, I guess i shouldn't say i think we'll see tire failures really i think we will see some And it's just it's the nature of the beast it's there's it's it's that it's that risk reward play right. you know it's 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 a mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna want to be low on air pressure you're gonna want to be aggressive on to make speed oh by the way i hope the tires last I, the fortunate part is is that a fuel runs less laps here because it's such a long well, course right. you only go through those corners you know less time less so times. maybe that maybe that becomes an issue but i uh, watch for it i i think so. i think this car could be a two to three it could be a two-stop strategy it could be a three-stop strategy oh by the way kyle larson won on five stops last year <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> tyler reddick finished second on six yeah. so I, it's gonna be fun to watch I can now wait. That is for sure. Our friends at PRN are going to have the coverage uh, out there this weekend, and uh, we'll uh, follow along with them. I actually, this is, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be the PA guy out there. I'm going to be the awesome. So I'm going to be sitting high in the sky watching it and watching it all unfold, and cannot wait to get out there. Uh, The Roval is just a neat, neat time. It really, truly is. Um, A lot of the uh, there's there's a little something percolating for fans that might be coming to the area. And Brad Keselowski and Marcus Smith started this with a little Twitter back and forth. I think Saturday afternoon, I think it's the series, it sounds like there's gonna be a big old driver autograph session outside of the racetrack. And uh, just always doing those innovative things and fun stuff, um, gonna be a fun weekend, that's for sure. Fun to watch that develop on Twitter. Yeah, that was fun to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, was. Brad. Brad some, some fan asked why they didn't have
2: yeah, ha- yeah. souvenir trailers there. Brad said, well, cause the racetracks charge us so much. And Marcus comes back and says, you do if you do autograph signing we, we wouldn't charge you so much so then brad, it's just, brad, it's, says, it's after, the brad says i'll
1: be there after the xfinity race on saturday Andrew. and chase briscoe says can i get in on this corey mm-hmm. lajoy says can i get in on this and i just saw a post from charlotte motor speedway stay tuned this thing is uh, going through the roof so as this thing airs uh as the show airs there might be more information out there but uh i, I love i love our sport right now that that I mean we used to you the you used to know exactly where you were going what you were doing what you you doing now you have no clue what we're doing yeah <laughs> it's if, just if really you're in stuff. the
2: area and can get there yeah. This, this event this weekend, yeah. it, they're, they're
1: doing it all. They Ferris are. wheel and all. Ferris wheel and all, and they uh, my, one of my local breweries, Cabarrus Brewing Company, has the Roval Rumble Beer, Yeah, uh, Hell's Lager, so yeah. I'm looking forward to sampling that, and I guess there's a special ice cream for this weekend as well. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Love it. Fun stuff, that's for sure. And again, our friends at PRN have the coverage all weekend long. We appreciate it andy petrie joining us here more important though than all of that thank you for joining us here this is crew call presented by flow racing the home of nascar roots flowracing.com forward slash go mrm thanks for joining us everyone